Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast, talking about John Bunyan. Then we're going to be reading some anonymous poetry. John Bunyan, Swim says, This is the guy that wrote, wrote Pilgrim's Progress. Surprise, I'm not familiar with Pilgrim's Progress. But it's good to know that he was well known for something. He was a tinkerer, a mender of kettles, pots and pans, etc. by trade converted to Puritanism as an adult and began preaching and publishing sermons. His freedom to preach became curtailed with the restoration of the monarchy. He continued, however, and he was arrested, tried and sentenced to three months in prison. As Bunyan refused to agree to give up preaching, his period of imprisonment eventually extended to 12 years. In 1672, the king issued a declaration of indulgence, which suspended penal laws against nonconformists, and Bunyan was freed in May 1672 and immediately obtained a license to preach under the declaration of indulgence. Wow. Heck of life, why be so stubborn about something? The valley of humiliation, it appears, is not really a place. It's a state of mind, a quality of heart and spirit. It reflects what one brings to it. Bunyan explains it this way in a song by a shepherd boy. He that is down needs fear no fall in the valley of humiliation. He that is humble ever shall have God to be his guide. Blah, who cares? All right, well, uh, that's a beautiful sentiment that you spent 12 years in prison for. Uh, now we're going to read some ballads and songs by unknown authors. Um, the first one's called Thomas the Rhymer. True Thomas lay on Huntly Bank, a furley he spied with his eye, and there he saw a lady bright come riding down by the Ilden tree. Uh, her skirt was of the grass-green silk, her mantle of the velvet fine. At Ilka Teto, oh, her horse's mane hung fifty silver bells and nine. True Thomas, he put off his cap and louted low down on his knee, Hail to thee, Mary, Queen of Heaven, for thy peer on earth could never be. Oh no, I know, Thomas, she said, that name does not belong to me, I am but the queen of fair Elfland, that am hither come to visit thee. Harp and carp, Thomas, she said, harp and carp along with me, and if you dare to kiss my lips, sure of your body I will be. Betide me weal, betide me woe, that weird shall never daunt me. Sign he has kissed her rosy lips, all underneath the yielding tree. Now ye moan go, and we will me, she said. True Thomas, ye moan go with me. And she mourned serve me seven years, through weal and woe as may chance be. She mounted on her milk-white steed, she taken true Thomas up behind, and a, where never she, her bridle rang, the steed gayed swifter than the wind. Oh, they rode on, and farther on, the steed gayed swifter than the wind, until they reached a desert wide, and living land was left behind. Light down, light down now, true Thomas, and lean your head upon my knee. Abide ye there a little space, and I will show you fairly three. 
Oh, see ye not yon narrow road, so thick beset with thorns and briars, that in the path of righteousness, though after it but few inquires, and see ye not yon braid, braid road, that lies across the lily leaven, that is the path of wickedness, though some call it the road to heaven. And see ye not yon bonny road that winds about the ferny bray, that is the road to fair Elfland, where thou and I this night may gay. But Thomas, ye shall hold your tongue, whatever ye may hear or see, for speak your word of Elfin land, you'll never win back to your ain country. O oh, they rode on and farther on, and they waded rivers aboon the knee, and they saw neither sun nor moon, but they heard the roaring of the sea. It was murk, murk night, that was nay starlight, they waded through red blued to the knee, for at the blue that sheds that's shed on the earth, for all the blood that's shed on the earth rains through the springs of that country. Sign so, they come to a garden green, and she put pulled an apple from a tree. Take this for thy wages, true Thomas, it will give thee the tongue that can never lee. My tongue is my own, true Thomas, he said. A goodly gift you would give to me, I neither daft to buy or sell, at fair or tryst, where I shall be. I doubt neither speak to prince or peer, nor ask of grace from fair lady. Now howled thy peace, Thomas, she said, for as I say, so must it be. He has gotten a coat of the even cloth, and a pair of shoon of the velvet green, and till seven years were gone and passed, true Thomas on earth was never seen. Kidoki, well, what the hell was that about? This one's called Sir Patrick Spens, number one, The Sailing. The king sits in the Dunfurline town, drinking the blue red wine. Oh, where will I get a skeely skipper to sail this new ship of mine? Oh, up and spack on Elden Knight, sat at the king's right knee. Sir Patrick Spens is the best sailor that ever sailed the sea. Our king has written a braid letter and sealed it with his hand, and sent it to Sir Patrick Spens, was taught walking on the strand, to Norway, to Norway, to Norway, over the fame, the king's daughter, O Norway, tis thou must bring her hame. The first word that per Sir Patrick read, so loud, loud laughed he, the least word that Sir Patrick read, the tear blinded his eye. Oh, what is this has done this deed, and told the king of me to send us out at this time of year to sail upon the sea, be it wind, be it wheat, be it hail, be it sleet, our ship must sail the farm. The fame? The king's daughter of Norway, tis we must fetch her hame. They hosed their sails on Monday morn, with a speed they may, they hay landed in Norway upon a Wednesday. Number two, the return. Mac ready, Mac ready, my merry man are, our good ship sails the morn, now ever alack my master dear, I fear a deadly storm. I saw the new moon late yestreen, with the old moon in her arm. And if we gang to see, Master, I feel we'll come to harm. They hadn't sailed 
a league, a league, a league, but barely three, when the lift grew dark and the wind blew loud and girly grew the sea, the anchors brackened the topmast lap, it wasn't a sick, a steadily storm, and the waves came over the broken ship till they, all her sides were torn. Go fetch a web of the silken cloth, another of the twine, and whap them into the ship's side, and let an a the sea come in. They fetched a web of the silken cloth, another of the twine, and they whapped them round the gauze ship's sides, but still the sea came in. O oh, laith, laith, where our good Scots lords, to wet their cork-heeled shoon, but lang, or oh, all, oh, the play was played, they wot their hats aboon, and Mooney was the feather bed that flattered on the theme, foam, and money was the good lord's son that never mare came home. A lang lang may the ladies sit, with their fans into their hand, before they see Sir Patrick Spins come sailing to the strand, and lang lang may the maidens sit, with their gourd cames in their hair, awaiting for their ain dear loves, for them they'll see nae mare. Half o'er, half o'er to the abador, tis fifty fathoms deep, and there lies good Sir Patrick Spens with the Scots lords at his feet. Golly. Well, I think, I think that'll do us for today. We didn't get for a lot, but the next one is particularly long, and um, we'll save that for tomorrow. Okay, so we're going to have a few days of reading these anonymous ballads, and that's fine. These first few were kind of Celtic, a bit difficult, but um, I don't think they all will be, so it should get easier from there. Uh, okay, cool. All right, well, that's that one. Sorry, I'm umming and ahhing at the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.